I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Now, at long last, we can finally say that the much-anticipated showdown between Terence Crawford and Errol Spence is about to go down. The battle for the undisputed welterweight championship will take place on July 29th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It's easily the fight of the year for boxing fans who are united on that score, but divided when it comes to picking a winner. Will WBO champ Crawford have too much in-ring IQ for pressure fighter Spence, who brings the IBF, WBC and WBA straps to the event? Or is Spence, who's kind of the A-side for this one, just too big, too solid, too good for Crawford, who was previously a world champ at lightweight and undisputed at light welter? Fortunately, I've rounded up a ragtag bunch of misfits from the Irish boxing scene to figure it all out for you today. It's been a rocky road to Spence Crawford, but joining me to discuss it all are Gary Spike O'Sullivan, no stranger to the big, big occasion, challenged Eris Landy Lara for the WBA middleweight title last time out at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. There's Dee Walsh, undefeated pro who retired to become a top coach in Belfast, picking up the Irish Trainer of the Year Award in 2021 and 2022. We've also got un- unbeaten professional Pierce O'Leary, one of the rising stars in Irish boxing who seems determined to win Irish Boxing Knockout of the Year for the next decade and might, just might be looking at this welterweight t- mix and thinking, I could, uh, I, could, I could live with this lot. Lads, welcome to the show. It's Cork, Belfast and Dublin together at last. I'll go age before beauty. Spike, how are you getting on? Good to have yourself. Uh, not too bad. One of my fellow veterans, um, this fight, are you, you must be looking forward to it. Spike, how, how are you feeling about uh, Spence Crawford? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I've uh, been looking online and uh, all the great fighters around the world are making various predictions and uh, this massive amount of interest. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's great that the two of them are coming together, getting the fight on it. Uh, it's great. It's refreshing to see, especially at this Fiori uh, catastrophe as of late. Uh, it's great to see, you know, Spence and Crawford uh, getting on. Yeah, uh, is it is it too late? Too little, too late, Dee? Do you think? Um, like obviously, Spence is thirty three years old. Crawford is thirty five. Are they? Is it too late? Like it's a fight we would like would have liked to have seen maybe five years ago. Uh, they're only they're only infamous, you know. Only chaps. I'm thirty nine on Friday, so I gotta say they're infamous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Dee? I'm sure it's a fight we, we would have all liked to have seen a couple of years back, but it's at least it's happening now. No, I see at the end of the day, the, both fighters are unbeaten. So I think it's perfect time. I think if fighters are able to stay unbeaten and you're able to drag it out as long as possible, then in my opinion, it probably makes uh, more money. And it's 
makes people uh, really want it more and more. Yeah. Pierce, you must be uh, itching to see this one yourself. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fantastic. And to be honest with you, Kev, for looking at it as a boxer point of view, it's motivation because like, those are the two biggest athletes in boxing at the moment going head to head where they're not they're not scared to lose their own. So uh, they're sticking all on the line and uh, listen, so you got all those domestic fights out there as well, you know. So if, if they're doing it, why can't everyone else do it? Mm. But at the same time as well, with with that being said, I just think it's perfect timing. Uh, if it happened five years ago, it wouldn't be just as big as a fight. It would have been um, not many people would have looked at it. So mm-hmm. for for me now, I think it's a big money fight for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's gonna be it's difficult to know who's gonna win. Do does, do any of you have an overriding uh, belief in who is gonna win? Let's speak up if you or are we I all think, a bit on the fence. I think no. I, I personally think um, Spence's gonna win. Um, I think a lot of people are overlooking Spence. Do you know what I mean? I think his boxing IQ is fantastic. And um, when you look at his, his, his resume as well, it's a lot better than, than Crawford. Now, in saying that, I'm taking nothing away from Crawford. He's an unbelievable fighter. But I just think when the tough gets down, I think um, Spence will be there. Does anyone uh, agree or disagree with that? I agree. I think uh, Earl Spence is very underrated. I actually think his record is underrated as well. On top of that, uh, I think Spence has beat, um, they both of them have fought the same, few of the same opponents, but I think uh, Earl Spence got them at a harder time than Crawford did. And I also think, uh, I think if it was the global one, I would go with Spence because he's bigger, stronger, because Crawford, he's going for his third weight division. Um, he, he won his first one against Ricky Burns at Leigh And I think Earl Spence is the bigger, stronger fighter because he was in the Olympics at 69 kilo in London. So he's actually, uh, he's a bigger, stronger man. And I think Walter Witt is 68.68 or something. So yeah, he's coming down. So he's bigger and stronger than, than Crawford anyway. But taking down the way from Crawford too, from Crawford's probably the most skilled fighter in boxing. But uh, the strength and size matters also, fitness too. Yeah, I mean they're both they're both super fit. Obviously, at the when you compare resumes, it it is easy to agree with the uh, the way you've said it. Like I guess it probably wasn't the first time we realized that Spence was for real. But but Spike, do you remember when he came over to Bramall Lane and uh, obliterated Cal Brook? Now I think Cal Brook had made a big mistake in his previous one of his previous fights, taking on Golovkin. A ballsy move, Spike. But uh, maybe he weakened himself. Uh, but when Spence came over, he was he really put put his name out there as a serious serious fighter. He did because uh, look that good against Brook is very impressive. I mean, he got damaged by Golovkin badly as well. You can see ice soccer, wasn't it? But um, you know, to look that good against Brook because he's a great fighter himself. Uh, it's just showing the the level Spence is at. He's an incredible fighter, one of the best uh, to do it, I guess. I guess, uh, like, uh, what what about you, Spike? Do you do you are you picking a winner? The other two lads are going for, going with Spence, and I think in my in my head, I'm thinking Spence is going to get get over the line. But in my heart, I think uh, I think Crawford has the, the tools to do it as well. So, like, I'm not sure. I've always had Crawford as one of my favorite fighters. I have a lot of respect for Spence, but Crawford can do so much in the ring, and I, I like that kind of patience. Like, so I know Spence is a come forward aggressive fighter. I know you like an aggressive fighter. Yeah, how could you not have respect for both of them? I mean, any fighter has to have respect for both these guys. They're they're amazing 
during his eight hour sport. Um, Roberts a lot more fights, I suppose he got with a more of the tire, more wear and tear. He's two years older as well, I think. Um smaller guy, so a lot of a lot of, uh, in favour of Spence, but um, I think Crawford might outbox him and uh, I, I'm going to go with Crawford just to be different as always. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's interesting, like have you been following, like have you lads been following their journeys? I suppose as boxing fans, how could you not? Um, yeah. Has this fight gone under the radar? Because as the fighter in your kind of friends group for all of you probably always have people coming to you, talking to you about the latest fight. And are people coming to you going, oh, D, uh, what's the big fight? Are you going to be watching Spence Crawford? Or is this one that's, go- is this one that's going under the radar? Well, see, to be honest with you, um, my whole life is in the boxing gym. So I didn't really see much of my mates, I'd say. Um, <laughs> but I was about to say, um, I don't think it's as big as like a Mayweather Pacquiao because obviously everybody knew who Mayweather and Pacquiao was now. Boxing fans know who Spence and Crawford are. Um, but uh, nah, as you say, it's not It's not one of the ones that just died. If I probably went outside here and asked 100 people about this fight, probably only a handful of them would even know that it's happened. Um, yeah. but, uh, but in boxing terms, like for... It's uh, it's one of the great fights in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was watching one of the head-to-head pieces made by Show uh, Showtime there before coming on. Um, Pierce Crawford's explanation. It was actually on the Sean Porter podcast, but Crawford's explanation for the the average show not really knowing enough about this fight is that two black men who refuse to play the game refuse to um, engage in a lot of trash talk and. Um, do you think this fight would have benefited from a bit of trash talk? I'm sure as a boxing fanatic and a professional boxer yourself, you're engaged with the fight, but are you noticing the same kind of, there's not the same interest out there? Or maybe it's just something that needs to build on fight week, but the build-up hasn't been exactly too much. Uh, you know, you really want to say, Kevin, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm more like that. I'm just, I'm more of a quiet, quiet mm. showy guy, and I just like to do them talk in the ring. And, um, just like those two guys, that's what they want to do. But at the same time, sometimes you just need to sell the fight a little bit more. But that's up to the promoters and uh, they do all that. So it's a little bit quiet over this side, but I think in America, it's absolutely huge. Promoters but, don't seem to promote anymore. They promote themselves and they, yeah. you know, they don't seem to promote the fighter anymore. I don't really see it anymore. Particularly in the UK, it's promote themselves nah, and any offshoot of that is grand. <clears throat> Listen, at the end of the day, if you're a professional boxer, you're on, you're your own business, so you need to do your own promote. Um, and then everything on top of that is the bonus, you know. But at the same time, it's it's it is it is quiet, very quiet. Yeah. So as they said, if you go outside and ask hundred people, only a handful of them are to come back to you, you know. Yeah, Sp- Spike, that's something throughout your uh, your long career. You've been brilliant at you know promoting your name, promoting your fights, and you know get gaining attention on your on your showdowns. What would you what would you if you had to offer any advice to these fighters or whatever to get a bit more interest, what, what, what are they doing? Where are they going wrong? Because why isn't the interest there? Spence Crawford, Crawford Spence, it's a fight we've been waiting for for five, six, seven years now at this stage. And, and boxing fans are undoubtedly excited about it, but it's I'm not seeing the, the same level of interest out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's more of a boxing purist, this fight. And uh, I was just going to say before you actually asked me that question, I was going to say, Pierce, it's time to get on the mankini, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a second hand one to, to give him what <laughs> give, him, give him your 31 
<laughs> oh. I give you the I give you the one. For you. Oh, <laughs> you know what I was thinking there looking at you up here so you, you could just dress up as like where's Wally come to the best uh, way and then where's Wally the glasses <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask you to be the Superman uh, um, a Superman uh, course, not costume but like say I'll make yeah. the ring walk as a yeah, yeah, well, uh, change your name to Clark Kent for the night you know yeah, we had well, that's uh, what we people had... say people Right now I'm Clark Kent, but when I'm in there, I'm Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we saw Tyson dressing up as Batman, didn't we? And uh, Tyson Fury dressing up as Batman. And um, yeah, it was something that Michael Conlon said on the podcast here a few weeks ago, that Pierce O'Leary is like Clark Kent. He, you know, quietly spoken, well-mannered fighter outside the ring, but he's like Superman when he gets in there. So it's uh, you're not the only one to say it, yeah. There you go. You know, and I, I think um, you make more money, the more, more known you become. And uh like hence Tyson Fury, for example, uh, you know, compared to Spencer Crawford, I, I guess, you know, everybody knows who he is. Uh, Chris Eubank, we met recently, actually, uh, you know, showman and uh, captures the uh, imagination of the people and just gets himself out there more. And then, um, you know, it's something a fighter has to be comfortable with, though, isn't it? Like under that glare and that spotlight, because there's one thing getting into a getting into a ring, but then there's one thing, you know. Going out there and being silly or playing the fool a little bit in a, in a way, not not playing the fool, but you know, putting yourself out there in that way that not everyone can do it. it, it no, they're right in what you're saying because um, a lot of them in, in London spoke to me about, um, oh, I think you should do this, I think you should do that. And I was like, oh, no, that, that's not me. I, I couldn't do this, but still focusing on the job I have, I have a hand. I said, that would be a bigger distraction for me. But when I get a little bit older, maybe, and a little bit more maturity, then I'll do it. But for now, I'm just locked in, and I'm only saying one thing, is to get that wind. Yeah. Um, can, can, um, there's been talk that Spence is going to target Crawford with uh, with body punches, and he's going to try to attack him. How, how do you see the fight going, basically? like We're going to see, I, I suppose, Spence applying pressure from the first bell. And uh, Crawford has a different kind of style to that. He likes his man to come on and he's going to try and keep him honest and try and hit him hard on the way in. D, tactically, how do you see the fight going? Well, I was actually talking about this uh, with somebody the other day that if if Crawford was the backup Spence, I think it's it's done. I think uh, Crawford's 100% going to dominate. But at the same time, because Crawford is a bit of a slow starter, he, they always say he downloads data. And I think if he tries to do that against Spence, I don't think, not that he doesn't have a chance, but it's going to be a lot harder for him if he does. And, uh, well, Earl Spence being the bigger man, taller and, and stronger, and uh, more settled at the whip, and uh, very, very fit too, he's going to be able to keep at uh, the pace high with his jab. Like, I can remember one time counting up how many jabs he throws. Like, he would probably throw double the amount of jabs that Mayweather threw. Obviously, there were two different styles, two different uh, stances and whatnot, but it just shows you that how he's able to keep the pressure high. Um, and you have to get past his jab. Plus, when you're on the back foot, you have to kind of work around his jab. And then plus, he's got the jab. Then he's got the one-two. Then he's got the one-two hook. He does everything very basic, but it's excellent what he does. The fundamentals he has is, is amazing. And uh, now, if there is one person that could beat Spence, it's Crawford mm-hmm. on the back foot too. So, But I think if he lets Earl Spence get a good lead, I actually think that later, the later rounds, he could probably end up 
uh, stopping them. Now, I don't even think Crawford's ever been dropped, and he hasn't even showed signs of tiring and whatever, but Earl Spence is a totally different ballgame when you're in with him. Um, so I would say that if Earl Spence is able to push him back and get an early lead, I think Spence could go on, maybe even stop him later rounds. Um, now, if Crawford is able to push him back, I can't see Earl Spence being like a, a boxer fighter like the way Mayweather was. So he's probably going to struggle in the back foot if Crawford's able to get him on the back foot. So I think it, whoever gets to send their ring is probably going to win. And in my opinion, it's going to be Spence. Yeah, neither man has been significantly hurt in his career. Spence comes in with a 28-0 record or 22 knockouts to his name. Crawford has 39 wins with 30 inside the distance. Haven't mm-hmm. really seen either of them hurt. Uh, Spence was backed up by Ugas at one stage. His, uh, he, had his, he had his mouthpiece knocked out and he was backed up and he recovered and he was fine. Um, and, you know, he had some hairy moments against uh, Porter, but he was, he, was, he was exceptional in that fight, really. And mm. Crawford looked like he was hurt by, uh, was in it, um, the, was it the, last, the Eastern European fellow he fought, Cavaliascus? Yeah. Uh, it looked like he hurt, but I think it was given as a slip. Um, so, yeah. like, you know, that's a lot of fights to go through without being hurt. But I guess when, you, when, you're, mm-hmm. when you're in with the right guy, he can... See, I have to think about it too. Like, uh, I think Ugas was very underrated. I remember the first time I seen Ugas, he won the, the World Championships in 2005. Because I used to watch, obviously, all the boxing back in. And, um, and he was amazing. And then in 2007, Cuba did not there. And then 2008, he got a bronze medal in the Olympics, Ugas. But he was probably favoured to win the Olympics that year. And, um, it's a thing, he's very underrated. Um, so, Ugas is a very come forward pressure fighter with take guard too. Something that Crawford doesn't really do, but that's why stays make fights. And um, if anything, uh, there was going to be a few hurry moments for Spence, in my opinion, against Ugas because he could whack a wee bit as well. Yeah, in his last, uh, in his last day outing in December, uh, Crawford looked... So relaxed. He, his, his trainer, Bomac, uh, Brian McIntyre, praised him afterwards. He said he's never been as relaxed. And he, he took out mm-hmm. uh, Avanesian in the fifth round. He looked almost kind of languid, like he was phoning it in, but he, he was vicious. He, he's able to change speed and apply the pressure when he wants to as well. And take mm-hmm. a guy out with one shot, uh, Pierce, which is something that you've been displaying in recent fights. What would, your, what, would your, what would you see the keys to victory for Terence Crawford in this fight as? Um, I think you just need to um, start early rather than start slow. Um, and by doing that, just using the jab a little more and, and using the ring to his full advantage and try try walk Spence onto some heavy shots early on. Um, look, I know Spence being car crashed and stuff like that, but it's that extra wear and tear in the body that, that hasn't been put on the ring. Um, so you just don't, you don't also, know. He also suffered a detached retina as he prepared to fight Pacquiao, a fight that didn't take place, but just, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Yeah, so guys, like with Spence having a lot of weird too. The best thing for 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 Spence, uh, Crawford to do is just just use a jab and box around the ring until them open open come, like you know. But I just can't see that happen though. I just think Spence is too big to deploy the pressure. Spike, when it comes to power, something that you've traded in throughout your entire career, and you face some of the the biggest hitters like you know David Lemieux, that guy could punch and. You know, and, and and you could punch yourself, and you've always, you've always looked at power in in boxing. Who do you think who do you think brings more power to the stage here? Because we're looking at you know thirty knockouts for Crawford, twenty two for Spence. They can they can sink you with one punch. Um, who do you think has the edge? 
Um, I think Spence might be more physically stronger. I think Crawford might have more close punch power. Potentially, I'm not sure. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it's a tough one to call. Um, I think a lot of people will keep on going and saying uh, Spence is, you know, a bigger fighter, but there's only an inch and a half in the uh, height difference, and uh, Crawford actually has a two-inch uh, reach advantage. So, you know, I'm not so sure he's that much of a bigger man. You know, myself. Um, I'm very intrigued. I think it's going to be a very excited fight. I'm very excited to watch the fight. I can't wait for it. Uh, and just this is to all three. Which which fighter strikes you as the more mentally strong? Because I think in a fight in a fight like this, it, uh, the mental game is going to be huge in this, and they both come across as being mentally unbreakable. Like uh, you know, Spence did it all in the amateurs, went to the Olympic Games, and uh, has has fought everybody. You know, has fought everybody. It's also, uh, it's also worth noting that Spence was in that car crash, mm-hmm. and he was able to like um, he moved to like a farm, didn't he? Um, because it was better on better for his career that he t- got himself away from the night left. So it shows that he's mentally strong to change his life the way I mean, he did. He came back against his comeback fight was against Danny Garcia. I thought he was insane yeah, for doing that. And then there's also the fact that Terence Crawford gets shot in the head before and he came back after he was like five and or something like that does. So it just shows you two men are mentally strong, obviously in the ring and outside the ring too. So that's another one that you can't split them on as well as their mental toughness. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be uh, it's it's some battle of wills, all right. Yeah, um, it kind of reminds people of uh, of the hag of the not the Hagler, but the Tommy Hearns versus Sugar Ray Leonard fight spike in nineteen eighty one. I think you had a ringside pass for that one, did you? I did, yeah, I did. <laughs> but like in in terms of the question, is this fight happening too late? It's probably not. I think they're probably both cl- in and around or close to their primes. But it's interesting to look at. Um, Leonard was 25 in 1981 against Tommy Hearns, who was 22 years old when they, when they fought for the first time uh, at the showdown at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Um, and that fight is, you know, the old 15 rounders. That fight turned in the uh, in the 13th round, you know. So they went to the 12th. Hearns was way ahead on the cards. Then Leonard went to work, got him down in the 13th, and, and stopped, got it stopped in the 14th. But this fight is being compared to the to the that era, the, the Four Kings and stuff. And it's it's probably exactly. What boxing needs, isn't it? It looks like they're going to fight again uh, next year, which obviously, unfortunately, locks out the next couple of challengers for a while. But um, it is still a fight uh, boxing needs, Pierce. Yeah, most definitely. As I said before, they're putting their all on the line uh, and they're not scared to lose. Uh, they're, they're looking forward to make history. And um, listen, when 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 boxers and the likes of all of us and podcasts and stuff like that who, who are mad the boxing, when they look back at boxing the old days, you always mention the four kings. So you forward go you forward fifty years on, people want to spot talk about Spencer Crawford. Same thing. So I think that's what motivates them um to get the fight going and um and be on the spirit and make history. Be part of history. Yeah, and it's something that Crawford, when he was interviewed about it, he's asked, like, which fighter do you want to model this on? And you know, do you think it's gonna be like Hearns and Leonard? Do you think it's gonna be like this and that? And I know Spike like You've taken great power in your career from looking back at, at history, and I, I'd like I'd like to fight like this guy. And recently, you met up with Chris Eubank, and we'll ask about that now. Well, Crawford is is saying, "No, I, I don't I don't do that at all. I, I'm Terence Crawford." He speaks in the third person. This is about Crawford versus Errol Spence. I wonder, could, could any can you speak in the third person as talented as him? I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can give it a go. No, I think they're that good. I guess uh, he, he could talk to that. I don't think I can. You know, so. Uh... 
he is Terence Crawford, I guess, and he's making his own legacy. And uh, Spence, and you know, they're top top fighters in the game today. So, um, you know, they can say what they want, really. I guess. Don't suppose um, Crawford already having been a, a undisputed champion at light weatherweight makes really any difference. It's not as if he's going up against an inexperienced fella who's going to be freezing under the lights. Spence has done it all in the game, apart from beating his biggest opponent now at this stage. Spike. Yeah, you know, I am. Um, I think as well, uh, the H factor is an issue here. And uh, you know yourself, you were, we discussed here when we were lining up coming on the podcast. Uh, you know, you're you're back playing G at 47 years of age. I mean, Indeed. you know, you turn 48 in September. Something like that. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you're you're still improving. You think so? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So uh, these these lads, I mean, they're you know mid 30s, so they have plenty in the tank, as it. Uh, we're looking at the odds, D, if you had to guess who's a favourite with the bookies, uh, would you say uh, which one? It's a it's a bit of a trap because they have a, they have Crawford as the favourite. Bookies, I'm saying that uh, most people I know, um, so I would dare say the bookies will go f- go with the same. Um, they will go with the majority of them. So yeah, I would dare say I'm not surprised that they're going for Crawford. Do you think? Uh, do you think we're likely to see a, a KO or a distance fight, lads? Distance. I can. I can. I can see. I can see them two going out the toe together, Kevin, uh, for respect. Um, and I say later on through the rounds, I reckon both of them are going to hit the canvas at some stage. You reckon? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Both of them. That'd be a first, all right. What happened? Yeah. You know, we got not the boxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, we, I fought in the same arena as they're fighting in, uh, not for very long though, but um, I did anyway, you know, about two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> was that the Lemieux fight, Spike? Was that at the T-Mobile? Yeah. Yeah. What's it What's it like as an arena? Uh, pretty cool, yeah, actually. I, I like uh, when I fight to uh, do a kind of slowish slick uh, ring walk and take it the experience and try to remember as best I can uh, I like to just because I grew up watching it on TV it's amazing to be participating in it and uh, it was great to take it in and yeah it's, it's a pretty spectacular stadium uh, it was great great experience you know um, and about uh, the mental strength I think um, that's something I spoke to you Mike about actually all, all the fighters that reach uh, high levels I mean they all have, they all have been very mentally strong Um so I think it's a given that both these lads have you know, great mental strength and uh, you know I don't, I don't I don't see it being a factor I don't think I think it might be more physical thing that is the difference in the fight it won't be mental I think they're both uh, really mentally strong and uh, it'll come down to who's better on the night yeah I think so I think that's where it probably does hark back to to, uh, to Hearns and, and Leonard like one of them is just going to see an opening and capitalise on it it doesn't mean that the other guy is mentally mentally weak it's just an opening is going to happen at some stage and, and the guy who's good enough to take advantage of that opening be it in the 7th or 11th round is, is going to find a bit of find a bit of joy there be the 14th well never know <laughs> um, Spike can tell us a bit about your recent meeting with, with, uh, with Chris Eubank Um. Obviously, one of your one of your very first boxing heroes. You went to see him fight against Steve Collins. Ended up fighting in Steve Collins's gym under Packy Collins. Fought his son Chris Eubank Jr. and then recently uh, met up for a bit of lunch or a bit of dinner with Senior himself. 
Yeah, it was a bit of a mad experience, actually. It was a great experience. We walked for uh, three and a half hours, something I didn't envision uh, ever happened, you know. It was a bit of a mad one. You know, uh, he was, I loved him growing up. I used to uh, watch all his fights, uh, you know, with my father sitting on the coach watching all his fights. And the very first boxing, pro boxing match I attended was uh, Eubank versus Collins. I walked to that fight with my uh, my dad and my brothers. So I did not expect to be sitting down when I'm, I guess, uh, 28 years on almost uh, for dinner. But it was great. He's a nice man. He's an intelligent guy. Um, it was a great conversation. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. So despite the fact that you fought his son and, and tried to knock him out and all, there's no there's no hard feelings, obviously. You're kindred spirits, you feel. Yeah, not, not one bit. I mean, it's a, it's a business. It's a, it's our job. We're trying to, you know, put bread on the table, as, as the saying goes. And not, it's not personal, you know. There was a lot of kind of animosity. It all came from me, really. Well, 98% of it. When I was uh, trying to get the fight with Eubank, you know, but... I explained that to him as well. Like the truth is, I never uh, disliked his son. Really, you know, I, I just wanted to get the fight and provide for my family. You know, I had fuck all, and I was trying to, you know, get a house for my family and stuff like that. So uh, that was that was my uh, incentive to try and antagonize his son into a fight. I, I thought I could win the fight. I didn't, you know. Um, but I, t- I, I thought I might. I thought I could. I, d- I, I didn't. But um, you know, there's no, there's no hatred there at all. Uh, even though he was a bit of a prick to me, uh, Eubank Junior. Uh, but I think I deserved it, you know, for you know slagging him off so much, and you know, so he was a bit of a a prick to me, you know. But I, I guess I deserved it, you know. And uh, Eubank Senior, believe he obviously lives by a. Yeah, he talks about it all the time. He he lives by this warrior's code and he yeah. feels that that unites you. Can you explain um, what was he talking about? Like, what was he? Oh, we've we've heard his explanations, I'm sure, but how does it unite the both of you? So it's a bit mad. I'd say he thinks Ireland is uh, much smaller than it is. Uh, so he contacted me like at Twitter and he said, Look, can we meet for, you know, for a bite to eat or a cup of tea or something? And I said, Okay. So he said, Okay, he said, I'll meet you in Dublin Airport. Or a cup of tea or whatever, but I brought, I brought him to a hotel in nearby. We had a dinner instead, and uh, he said to me he flew in because uh, he respects me. He, he feels that we're warriors, and that um, it's not often you get to speak to someone you know that has went through the hardship of boxing and had a long career, etc. Uh, and he just enjoyed having a conversation with me, and that, that was pretty awesome. We, we we've never met since. Uh, I fought a son in 2015. We kept in contact a little bit. I, I messaged him when his, when his son unfortunately passed away. And, uh, you know, I just got a mutual respect, you know. And um, he was my favorite fighter, him and Evander Holyfield growing up. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, D, you're you're currently training, uh, like, a, you're, you've got a very successful stable, D, and you're training, you're training kids at the minute from, very young to very experienced, right from uh, from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, satisfying? Like you see, in, even in the Spence Crawford fight, like Crawford's with Bomac, his trainer, since I think they grew up about um, 10 doors down from each other. And mm-hmm. cur- currently the fighter at the head of your stable is uh, Podrick McCrory, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks back. And you're from the f- same very small area, Belfast as well. And that adds, I guess... Mm-hmm. certain degree of pride and satisfaction to which coaches work and maybe a bit of dedication from the boxer I'm not sure but can you tell us about it 
Well, that's the thing about it too. Um, I'm literally, I'm in the gym here right now. I'm actually just in the kitchen. Um, and I was training Jared Healy's son. He's only eight. Um, and I fought Jared in my professional debut. And I were best mates. Um, but as I say, like literally there and I just fought him in. I was teaching them how to, how to check out and get away from, from shots. Uh, no, it's, it's amazing. And I watch um, like documentaries and stuff about Brendan Engel, Customato and, and Emmanuel Stewart about bringing fighters from from the the beginning, the first first day to put on gloves until until taking them right up to the top, and and that's what motivates me is uh, is is seeing them um, win all Ireland's way through, and then hopefully when they're professional, then picking up um, big big titles. And now to to get to me going is is training the kids from from day that right through. Yeah, and that's especially it's people like for example Jared Healy's son, we Lucas. It's like more of a sentimental thing too, seeing them and coming right through. And it's it's kind of like making me feel that I'd love to see Crawford and Bomac pull off the big victory because they mm-hmm. don't really need to do anything in boxing after. If they win, he can he can retire. I'm sure there's there's going to be rematches down the line. But age 35, it's his 40th professional contest. You know, he did it with his trainer that he had from the very from the get go. You know, he mm-hmm. do whatever he wants then at that stage. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Now it's so much more. Like sentimental when whenever that happens, like I say, me and Paulie McCurry have mates from over like something I don't know maybe 10, 11 years of age, and then it just so happens I was in his corner when he won the the IBO title. Um, now it's as you as you say it, it's probably making me start the edge more towards Hans Crawford but at the same time, I think uh, Earl Earl Spence, he he's one of his coach for me was like 15, 16, I can remember is uh, seeing something that is. That Earl Spence's father was paying Earl Spence on. Is it Derek James as coach? Derek James, yeah. Ring yeah. magazine training so, of the year 2017, yeah. Yeah, well, it just shows you that that um that they've been together for a very, very long time too. And and it's been brilliant to see. I love to see that to be honest. Yeah, and and Pierce, as a fight, you're you're boxing primarily out of London. Is it is it the iBox team? Tell us a bit about where you're based and kind of maybe reminds me of where where Earl Spence is boxing out of because you're getting as the gym rises and becomes more successful, you're getting new fighters joining the place. So obviously over there, you got Errol Spence, you got the undisputed world uh, light middleweight champion, Jermel Charlo. Then you got Ryan Garcia's training there recently. He's looking for a new place to, to go. And then Anthony Joshua goes over as well, and he's training over there as well. So can you tell us a bit about where you're boxing in London? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's fantastic. I'm in, um, I'm in Southeast London, Kev and I'm at Al Smith, Eddie Lamb in, um, in the Ibox. And like obviously there's a lot of lads traveling like two hours, three hours just to get to the gym. But um recently like a few few hours left because the, the, the traveling was just too long and they weren't they weren't spending time with family and whatnot, so um it, it was like crazy. So there's only a handful of us there and we're all putting holes. So we're all pushing each other. We're always starting to keep sparring. Like the problem over here was I had problem I had problem with spars. Um, I could never have the spars. I was in Docklands with Philip, Philip Kiel, and even even when I'm back home here, like we we still, I'm always in the gym. I'm still trying with Philip. But when I'm back over there, I'm looking for my old camp. And um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, guarantee I'm sparring. Um, I just walk up to the gym. Like during the day, just spar, and there's always spars. You never, you never show up in the spar, and it's high quality sparring as well. How are you working at this stage of your career? Because you're entering into contender status quite rapidly at this stage. Would you consider yourself to be 
entering your peak years now at this stage. We saw you last saw you in Belfast pulling off an early knockout, and and every performance now at the minute seems to be finding some improvement and uh, finding an edge. Yeah, no, most certainly. I think my biggest key now is for myself is just to get the momentum. Because um, the last four on the 25th of November, then I was back at 27th of May. So that was a big, long, long wait where I should be back out in February, March, and then back out again then in May, you know. So for me now, I want to fight in September, back out in December, and then into big, big titles to, to bring boxing back to Dublin, then myself, the headline. Do you think, um, as a light welter right now, do you think you'll you'll be a, not necessarily a career light welterweight, but have you got four or five years there, or will you be entering it among the, the welterweights yourself? Do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, listen, I want to be a world champion and be on the spilt at the one forty division, and obviously do the exact same thing now one forty seven, and then just keep going. Just like what Canelo does, and everyone else, you know, we want to try to reach um, peaks that no one, no one believes what we can do. Well, so what's if you're looking ahead in your career, and we we we've been able to see Spence Crawford taking shape for for almost a decade or quite a long time. What's your what's your Crawford Spence? What's your May, Mayweather Pacquiao? Who's out there that you're looking at and going one day, one day I'm going to get to that guy? Whoever's holding the belts, who's holding the belts now at the moment? Like there's oh. there's a lot of people holding the belts at 140 now. They're there. like they're very loose at the moment. Which champion is catching your eye? You got the, the WBA belt, which is um, Rowley and uh, the poor spirits are going for Rowley and O'Hara Davis. And you've got the WBC, then you know, um, what's his name? Sapita. Is it Sapita? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I, think that, I think they're fighting for that. Then yeah. obviously the, the WBO, which is Teofimo Lopez. Don't know whether he vacated that or was that um, a smart strategy just to get hype around his name. I'm not quite sure. And then I don't know who has the IBF. I think a guy from uh, Miami has the IBF, a Cuban. So any one of them, that's how I'm at. Teofimo Lopez could be the superstar fight that if you keep uh, progressing, that could be the one. He's only 25 years old. 25 years old, exactly. So I, I, I plan on fighting for a world title at the back end of next year. Do you think that's a fight you can make, Teofimo? Can you beat him? He's, he looked so good against Taylor last time. Beat anyone who's put front me. You definitely believe that? 100%. Don't believe me, sir. We'll be in the sport. Agreed. Spike, what do you think of that? Um, I just hang on a sec. Just get my calculator out there. I'm trying to calculate what time, uh, what year Pierce is going to be up at a uh, late middleweight middle so I can schedule my retirement. <laughs> 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 no, you know, and I think it's a great attitude to have. It's the wise uh, necessity to have it. Uh, strong mindset and the belief in yourself that you can beat anybody uh, I've always believed that I could beat everybody I went there into every single fight I've ever had believing I could win maybe with the exception uh, I I felt the the Lara fight going into it was a big ask I knew it um, Sean Otis against great fighter um, I think that was the one out of uh, 36 pro fights I think that was the only one I kind of I had doubts about you know and D uh, by the way there before we go on uh I'm a big part of a Crory fan uh, as well. I'm always watching his fights. I'm always rooting for him and for yourself. Uh, wish you the best. Uh, Thank you, man. I follow him. I'm a uh, big fan. Yeah, I'll tell him I said that. Thank you, Mama. I appreciate that. Cheers. Spike, you've still got you've still got uh, ambitions to return to the ring. It's been a while since you went in, but we saw like 
from what I know about you, you're you're trained in Cork, and do you just do you train much more in Dublin at this stage, or do you do you go up regularly, or do you go up if there's a fight set? Yeah, I go up for a training camp, like I I keep it here in Cork all the time, and you know I hope to fight in September. That's my kind of goal. I'm sure maybe there's a card in Dublin in September. I'd like to fight there. It's been a while since I had a fight at home, so uh, I'd love that if it if that could be made. Yeah. Uh, from from your stable, uh, D, what's the next? Who who's the next big star we mightn't have heard of? Um, Honor Quinn. MG is all hard of Conor Quinn, but mm. Honor Quinn is very good. Um, uh, in my opinion, I can see him winning multiple world titles, and it's a big ask because the pro game's tough. Um, sometimes you're not even at your best half the time when you're getting the fight through the injury or or taking fights last minute or whatever, but in my opinion, because you can't ever really say someone's going to be a world champion. Um, you know what, never know what, what could happen in life, never mind in boxing. Um, but if I was to put my money on, I would say Conor Quinn. He's, uh, he's really, really scary. And everybody in the gym would agree with me when they when the see him. That's a, that's a good, tip, good tip. We'll keep that in mind now for, uh, for the next few years. I was going to say um, the Irish version, and I don't know your thoughts on this, the Irish version of Spence Crawford down the line looks to me to be a possible rematch of Paddy Donovan and Kieran Malloy. They last fought in the amateurs. Uh they're both gonna they're both undefeated in the professionals. If they fight in 10 or 15 fights time and keep winning on at that stage, that could be a big one. I know uh Pierce they could end up in, in your weight division or whatever, but at the minute they're I think Paddy's 147 and Malloy's closer to 154. But I think they could meet down the line and that could be an Irish super fight. But there's plenty yeah. of other plenty of other options out there as well. And I want to ask you about this as well, D. I know you worked extensively with him in the past, but Lewis Crocker, can he uh, can he threaten in the next breed of welterweights? Because we're going to be looking at sooner rather than later, Boots Ennis getting his shot. Uh maybe Lew- uh maybe Virgil Ortiz if he can get himself back healthy. And then like Crocker's 26 years old, is he? And he's going to be looking to move into that title mix by the time he's 27, 28. Can he mix it with them? Well, in terms of talent and uh punch power and speed, so I mean like Lewis is second to none. He, uh, with what I've seen in the flesh, um, yeah, in terms of talent, the whole lot, certain Lewis is unbelievable. Really, really good. Um, just as a very, very tough whip. Uh, like I see Lewis, and he's and he's he's amazing. But I'm sure I would say the same thing if I've seen Boots in the flesh or Virgil Ortiz. Probably not people like Coach Barnes. So not at all. So they've all got talent to burn, but it's the one who who wants it the most, isn't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the one who's able to stay dedicated at all times, despite all the knocks, despite all the setbacks in boxing. And, and yeah. lads, the three you know them know about them far more than me. Like but, uh, they're there, they're there all the time, and that's probably why maybe you got to take the hat off to Spence and Crawford. Still do, still there, still doing it. You know, mid thirties, and um, mm. you know, let's. I hope it's not too late. I hope we don't see a fight that's. Um, that we end up thinking that was just a bit too late in their careers, but I don't think so. I think their current form shows that we're going to get a potential fight of the year. Mm-hmm. I think you know that you actually need to do it now at this stage in the career anyways. So I think it'd be, I think they're going to give her all because they don't, they don't have much left. Yeah. And I like how they, I like how they finalized the, the, uh, the fight by having a phone call between one another. They spoke for about a half an hour. And they, they just said, let's do it. And uh, that's what it took in the end. Not the promoters, not the managers, but the two fighters getting on the phone yes, together. Yeah. I would have liked to be a fly in the wall listening to a conversation there. 
Definitely, yeah. So, lads, just before we go, and thanks a million for joining us today on the Rocky Road today for a, a Porter, not a Porter, for a Spence Crawford uh, preview. Just final final thoughts on the fight or anything to look out for or anything that we get, the fans should watch out for or just things that could make a little difference. Go back a little bit there. You said uh, about the Spence Crawford um, Irish version. I think uh, with Pierce is uh, planning things, it might be him versus Thomas Carty in about the year 2030. Start eating. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like, I think um, I think as well, maybe an, uh, an Irish super fight that could happen is maybe Quigley against McCrory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, Potty at the minute now nah, he's looking for the big names. Um, he's Potty is now just turned thirty five, so uh, I think it's time for Potty to to push on now and start getting his name out there. And uh, in terms of the Irish boxing, uh, Jason Quigley's a, a good name. Um, so we'll let Potty's manager Jimmy Cannon deal with all that. But at the same time, it's not a fit that he would say no to either. Mm. Right, lads, just before we go, I'll, I'll get your, your final thoughts on Spence Crawford. If, if anything occurs, anyone or you want to say, or we can, we can wrap it up there. And thanks for your time today. Are you? Everything's all said, Kev, from my side, everything's all said. All good. That's great. Well, look, I appreciate your time. Spike, are you good to go? Yeah, good to go. Crawford for the win of the points for me. What about you, what have you, you D, any final thoughts? Oh yeah, I say it. I think um if you ever get to send a ring um early wins, uh and I'll probably go for Spence because it looks like he's gonna one be the one dictating from the start. Interesting stuff, lads. Well look, thanks very much for the insight today on the fight and uh look, it's a it's an interesting crew we got together today. So I hope people enjoyed uh listening today and cheers very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 